Hello, I'm Rabbi Mark Gelman, and welcome to The God Squad, a podcast you can believe in. Today, we're talking about Godwinks. Yes, that's the name we give to occasions, there's no easy way to say this, when dead people talk to us. So I have had several communications from readers of my column, which you can get at uh, God Squad by Googling God Squad articles by Mark Gelman, and which will be developed by people who call into our podcast and leave messages there. What we're looking for are examples in your life where someone you love who has died has sent you messages from the other side. There was uh, a man who was connected with Good Morning America, as I was, and has become a friend. His name is Squire Rushnell, and he coined the phrase, God winks. He wrote me a letter. Hi, Rabbi Gelman, I'm the Godwink guy, Squire Rushnell. I've long been an admirer of you and your late colleague, Monsignor, Tom Hartman, great work, fabulous title, The God Squad. The term Godwink was coined in my first book, When God Winks. Subsequently, my dear wife and I have turned out 12 books filled with astonishing Godwink stories. And I wish you wondrous Godwinks. So thank you, Squire, for coining such a wonderful phrase and for admiring the title God Squad. And we need to turn to what you discovered and what you named, and that is the unique, unprecedented, sometimes spooky connections that many of us have had, others have felt in different ways from people we love who are no longer with us because they're dead. In my letters from readers and friends and reflecting on it, I've encountered what I would call four different types of communications from the other side. Let's start with the most dramatic. Those are supernatural events with verbal communication. So something happens that just doesn't fit natural law, and it comes with words. It's as close as you can get to getting slapped across the face by someone from the other side who says, hey, wake up, I'm trying to get to you. Now, I already told you in our first episode of the second season of the God Squad podcast about my dear friend Tom Hartman, who communicated with me after he was dead. Yes, that's right. He he appeared, as I told you, to a, a friend, Mike Pescucci, who was shaving one morning, and uh, Tom came to him, the ghost of Tom, the voice of Tom, said, you're going to have lunch with my best friend today. I'd like you to tell him 
that Saul thinks he's in charge of heaven, and heaven's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And of course, Michael had no idea who Saul was, and he asked me, who is Saul? And I told him, my God, Michael, Saul is my dead father, who passed in 2007. And that kind of humorous version of my dad thinking he was in charge of heaven, first of all, was exactly the kind of humor that Tom had, and uh, also the way my dad sort of carried himself in life. So there it was, a direct communication. Violates all natural law. And what do we do about that? I, to tell you, I smiled. And I felt gratified to know that Tom is all right. His soul is with God, something I never really doubted. But many of you may have that as well. It's sort of the... uh, the Grand Slam home run of talking to dead people. Another type of Godwink are supernatural events with no verbal communication. These are interesting, and you just never know if the person telling you is telling you the truth. I'm not a cynic about these things, but I'm also not a crazy mystic, and I don't know. But the stories I've heard are amazing. One reader wrote in that they were in bed, and all of a sudden books flew out of a bookcase and across the room. A uh, a woman wrote to me, I have no doubt whatsoever that the dead have the ability to make contact with the living. Being close to my husband's grandmother, I was nudged by my mother to stand in line during All Saints Day ceremony to sign her name in a book to receive prayers from the parishioners. Just as the person in front of me walked up to sign a name, the smell of grandma's perfume was very apparent. I looked around and there was only a man behind me. I smiled with a warm heart that she was there with me. She also visited her daughter my mother-in-law on the first birthday after her death. On that day, my mother-in-law, being home alone all day, was surprised to find a ceiling fan on in her room. It was not on a switch. It was a pull chain. She had to climb on her bed to turn it off. She knew it was a sign from her mother. And after my sweet sister died from a terrible disease, and being close to her, I was devastated. My father often called her his little bird because she was small in stature. Soon after, bluebirds started to appear in our yard, which never happened before. One would also follow me on my walks in the neighborhood, from lampposts to trees. While my parents and brother were visiting, we were all sitting outside, and two little bluebirds sat in the tree close to us for almost 30 minutes a memorable and special moment for all of us. Love what you do. God bless you, Rabbi Yelm. Well, this is an un- <laughs> to say this is unusual is a little bit of an understatement, but these are a little bit easier to accept, these Godwinks, 
type two supernatural events with no verbal communication are a little easier to accept than communications with words. The fact is, these are strange events, and we have no way to explain them. But on the other hand, there's no verbal communications, so we aren't exactly sure what they are. There's lots of letters I've received from people like that who talk about birds coming near them and ladybugs and butterflies. One woman wrote about how she saw on her receipt from a restaurant that the date of birth of her mother was the same as the amount on the check. You know, these events present us with the possibility that what we think of as natural law isn't so natural all the time. And that there may be ways that our loved ones have to contact us using the animals of nature or ceiling fans that turn on by themselves. The second are natural events with supernatural interpretation. Look, there's nothing unnatural about ladybugs or bluebirds or butterflies. It's just we interpret them as being a communication because of their connection to our loved one who has died. A lot of readers of my column, have written in about favorite songs. That's a big one, where they go somewhere and all of a sudden a favorite song is playing on a jukebox or on the the streaming source in the in the restaurant or place they're going to. And so it's that kind of thing. They're natural events, but we interpret them as communication. And then finally, there's uh, communications that I feel most comfortable with. A woman from Wisconsin wrote in and said, uh, I'm writing in response to your invitation to send you our signs from and of beloved ones who have passed on. Three months after his 90th birthday, my father was in the final stages of a short battle with throat cancer on Tuesday, September 28th. I got a call and zoomed down to his nursing facility. When I arrived at 4 p.m., Dad had just been given heavy pain-killing medications and was not conscious enough to know I was there. I feared that I had been too late to say a proper goodbye to my father. And that night, my fitful sleep was visited by this dream. My father, who in real life had traveled extensively for business, and I were at an airport in the dream. When we arrived at the boarding gate, there was something wrong with his ticket or his money, and he didn't have his passport. 
My father was very upset because he was unable to get to his destination. I woke the next morning with a feeling of dread. The next day, I held his hand for three hours, speaking with him and just being silently present. Mid-morning, he squeezed my hand, shed a tear, and was gone. That night, I was visited by my father in another dream. He and I were aboard a tour bus. The bus stopped and my father got out. He was wearing a tan suit and a multicolored eight-piece cap, sort of like a jester's cap. I stayed on the bus and my dad joined a group of people in the middle of the street. They joined hands and he began to dance in the circle. My father had not been walking for the past six months, so seeing him dancing was a joyous thing for me. I feel these two dreams were bookends to the end of my father's life. In the first, he was in transit, but not ready to depart for this trip to the world. In the second, I believe, was my dad's way of letting me know his travels were over and he was ready to join the dance of the next world. So, that's a beautiful Godwink. Because it's a dream, and we know it isn't real. It's, it's a, a fantasy in which we lose our ability that we have when we're awake to filter our thoughts and experiences. And when we dream, those filters are down, and visions come to us. And when someone dies, that's exactly the kind of vision you'd expect. What you're receiving is a message, and this is really the point of Godwinks, and that is the people we love who have died and who are trying to communicate with us are not doing it to shake us up or to do some supernatural trick. They're doing it to convey a message, and that message is. I love you, I'm all right, and go on with your life. That's a very important message. I was just at a funeral today, and it saddened me that the clergy person didn't mention anything about the soul of the deceased continuing her journey in heaven, in what in Judaism, we call the Olam Haba, the world to come. And so, we're left in those kinds of funerals with the feeling that death is the end of everything. But this is the truth I've come to believe. I don't say it's a truth I've come to know, because that's too arrogant. This is beyond our ability to know. But it is not our ability to believe. And faith, ultimately, is to believe in what you can't see. And the reward of faith is to see what you believe. So, God winks our opportunities for people who loved us, to say that 
Death is not the end of us. Death is not the end of us. And that our souls have a spiritual journey that continues beyond the grave. If you have a, uh, a God wink, please put it on the uh, podcast on the website, which is godsquadpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Rabbi Mark Gelman, and thanks for listening to the God Squad. God Squad Podcast is a production of the Mark Gelman Institute. And this episode was produced by Steve Lubetkin. And until next time, you can find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, and many other fine podcast locations and sign in directly. God bless us, one and all.